Well, so which one are we doing? We're doing we're doing more more American history. More American history. More American yeah. history. Yeah. Hey, what were, what what American history did we stop at yesterday? Oh, why the Confederacy of the United States? Or not the Confederacy. The Articles of Confederation was pretty good, slightly flawed. Yes. <sighs> yes. And how uh, Delaware was like the tenth state to ratify or something, even though they call themselves the first state because they ratified the Constitution first. Well, you know, whatever. They, right. they weren't there for the beta test, yeah. so we call that into exactly. question as well. <sighs> they were just trying to rep themselves real hard. Where do we go from there? Well, we can talk about why it failed. Well, that's true. it failed for a pretty good amount of reasons, right? Like, each state was basically a sovereign power, and they would fight amongst themselves. Um, mm -hmm. can you give us some good examples of this? Well, let's see. Let me let me let me just fact check what I'm about to say real fast, so I don't just spread misinformation around. Right? While you're doing that, hello, and welcome to the Fireside Cast. My name is Travis Kohler. I'm your host, and I'm joined by John Loggard and David. It's been a while since we've done like an official intro. It feels pretty yeah, nice. I know. We're we're doing everything right now. We're we're. Yeah, we're I have getting my, on top. I have my own place. The, there's no horrible, horrible echo in my background. Very nice. The the sound canceling pads I got for the room that I was previously recording in did not do what they were supposed to do as well as they should have. Mm. So we fired them. Yeah, we fired them. I got a whole new place. This one has a bed and a couch in it, so that'll absorb sound better. All right. So what? Why? Why? Why did the Articles of Confederation fail, David? Well. There's no, there's no uniform currency. So you can make money and I can make money and I can say my dollar is worth twice your dollar. And you're like, no, it's not. Because they didn't have a great grasp of economics. Hmm. Uh, the federal right. government could not print taxes. So then, you know, or it could not collect taxes, right? So then seven of the 13 states just started printing money. Kind of like, hey, man, we're in recession. And then, you know, this, the, the state of, like, Massachusetts would be like, no, hang on a second. No, we're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what happened was they, they were the ones to... So soldiers of the Revolutionary War fought and were supposed to receive pensions. But mm. the federal government can't collect taxes, so what are you paying these soldiers with? Mm. So More printed money. Exactly. Except then these monies have no real no real power, right? Good point. Well that's sort of the, the case with all non barter system. There's no inherent value behind any sort of paper currency. Mm hmm And mm -hmm. uh because of that, they start foreclosing farms and then Daniel Shays, a former army officer, like led a rebellion against the Massachusetts government. And then because, you know, how each government, each state government is not allowed to have a standing army, that's calling the federal troops. Oh, boy. <laughs> so let's talk about Shay's Rebellion then. All right. Well, is, is that is that is that one of the, the big the big reasons the Confederacy failed? The articles uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So so um, two things. One is I'm going to leave my farm to fight for the revolution. You're supposed to pay me, but then you paid me in worthless money, and now you're taxing my farm. Step two, people who didn't fight in the army took out loans from the government 
to finance better production for their farms after the war the the debtors came back and it's like hey remember all that money you borrowed to finance our war yeah we'd like that money back except they were just printing money so money had no value Mm-hmm. So then they started throwing people into debtor's prison, which if you think about it, they're like, hey, man, we we uh, we took the money out to to help feed the, the troops. And now you're throwing us into debtor's prison. It's kind of a dick move. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a nice, nice repayment. <sighs> um, So that's actually one of the biggest reasons. Right. So currency was huge. No central government was huge. Um, there were some other disputes, right? So, for example, uh, there was no power to back up policies with military strength because there was a weak central government and the states were not allowed to have their own, uh, their own military. So the British actually refused to withdraw their troops from the Northwest Territory, which isn't the Northwest Territory, like... It's like Chicago. It's like, yeah, but they just refused to leave, um, even though they said they were going to leave. Uh, also, the Spanish were like, you can't use the ports in Louisiana and Florida. There's nothing the government can do about it. So mm. people were like, what was the point of fighting for independence if we just if it, we were worse off than before? That's why people fair, were mad. Fair idea. Um. So they're like, hey, we need a we need a constitutional convention. That's 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 a big reason. All right. Um Ah, uh, Constacon. I've been <sighs> I've been to one of those. San Diego Constacon? Yeah. Wasn't it the Philadelphia Constacon? Yeah, the Philadelphia Constacon. Classic. Also the New York upstate New York Constacon. The OG. <laughs> the OG Constacon. And then people, some pretty good cosplays. And then, you know, the Shia's Rebellion started shutting down the courts because if you shut down the courts, they can't throw you into debtor's prison because they can't sentence you because the judges are in the courts to sentence you. It's actually a pretty... Wait, so was Shay's Rebellion happening during the Constacon? No, it was after... Uh, it was before the Constacon. Okay. It's 18... The year before, 1786. It was actually... So the Constacon was like a direct... Uh, direct response to this. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how I kind of canonized the word Constacon. I like it. We gotta get t-shirts made. Constacon 1800 whatever. 17... 17... <laughs> you just said 18 something. I'm pretty sure. 18th century? Oh, he yeah. said 18th century and 1787. Oh. 1786. See, I, always, I always get those, those mixed if you up. Wanna, if you want to see know what you're talking about, you never say like the 1800s, you say like the 19th century. You just... Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just gotta I gotta make that step. I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to convince our audience that we know what we're talking about. So Gotcha. I'll just I'll just edit myself out. <laughs> just remove your whole audio track from this. <laughs> just gone. Um Yeah, so he shut down the courts because you can't can't sentence me if you can't get inside the courthouse to sentence me. Genius. Mm-hmm. They'll definitely make it fair. I'll definitely hold to that. Well, the courts are closed. Guess we can't sentence this guy. Gosh darn. Damn. I I guess you're free to go. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So what's unfortunate is that it wasn't actually the government's fault, per se. Um, so during the American Revolution, European business partners were trading with Americans on credit. Okay. Like wholesale merchants. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm financing my war. Where would I go to? I would go to Costco. But like, I don't have any money right now, Costco, because I'm not a real country. But I promised Costco that I would, you know, pay them back once I become a real country. So I become a real country and Costco's like, I, you know, I want you to pay for all the goods now in real currency. Except there is no real currency. So then the merchants uh, were like, well, how are we going to get a real currency? They decided to get demand real currency from their local business partners. So like if I was the middleman, I'm like, hey, the local coffee shop, you got to pay me in local currency so I can pay Costco. And you got to pay me in real currency so I can pay Costco in real currency. And they're like, well, I don't have real currency. What am I going to do? So the merchants then pass this demand onto their customers, which are the farmers. And they're like, hey, you're going to come to my cafe. You got to pay me in real money. Not the not this printed goods. So then the regular so what, what did they consider what did they consider real money? Like hard currency. So like that like coin like gold, silver, like coinage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um so how, gold. how how does the lowest part of the totem pole get this real currency? Well, good question, John. They don't. So they get th- they get thrown into debtors' prison. Oh no. Or they get their land taken away from them. Hmm. Um both bad. Yes. Um so Technically, I wouldn't say it's it's the American government's fault. The European like the European Costco is is what what started it, right? They're like, we you could, you have to pay us in hard currency now, and there okay. there isn't anything anyone can do about it because it's not unreasonable to be like, I want money of actual value for the goods that I'm selling you. That is fair. I generally would if I'm doing something like something of actual value in return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine if you went to work and they're like, "We're gonna pay you in company dollars, like Uber bucks." And well, I do get some of my money in Uber bucks. Yeah, they but... give me like credits for Uber Eats and such. Oh, hmm. wow. We we are going back to like the company store. Like this is some neo feudalism, dude. You you already explained how all of Silicon Valley is neo feudalism. Yeah, I actually went to a a. a Apple camp, like Apple housing thing yesterday. They were, they're really mm. nice. Like the inside is really nice. The, the wall slide open to reveal big screen TVs. So uh, Apple well, can guess you can't get to any of the cables. Uh, no, but, but Apple can feudal me up any day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need Apple, to make that can... on a t-shirt. Apple feudal me up. <laughs> Yeah, just just you can feudal the entire fireside cast. I'll mention your products or whatever. It's, it's, it'll be great. Sponsor us, Apple. Feudal us up. <laughs> so what's interesting is that Shay's Rebellion was not the first rebellion. It's just the one that's most well known. The first rebellion was by Job Shuttick of uh, New Hampshire, who organized residents in 18, 1782, which, if anybody's keeping track, four years before Shay's Rebellion, and they were there. Four years before Shay's Rebellion, but how many years after the Articles of Confederation? That I forget. I forget when the. I think the Articles of Confederation was in 1770. Now, I want to say 72. I want to <laughs> say 72. Stumped David. Stumped David. Here we go. No, that makes no sense. 81. So three years. Three years after. Or the... one year. One year. One year. One year. One year, 782, 81. So 81 was yeah. Articles of Confederation. 
82 is when Job Shuddock of Gr Groton, North New Hampshire. I thought Groton was so. A this is like very shortly after. Yeah, because very very shortly after they became a country, the European people were like, "Yo, we need our money back now." Real money, please. <laughs> um, they should have called JG Wentworth. And what they were doing was they were physically preventing tax collectors from doing their work, so they're just like stopping people on the roads. It's my money and I need it now. You, you know what? You know who you should feel bad about, though? You should feel bad about the tax collectors. They're just doing their jobs, man. No, no, no one grows up. I always up. feel really bad for, like, people who have to repossess cars. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel mild, mildly bad for ICE because they have to go and, like, deport people. They're hated by pretty much everyone. Yeah, pretty much. Like, who, no one, no child grows up and be like, I'm going to become an ICE agent. It doesn't really happen. To be cool, that is a, or that, sorry, to be fair, that is a really cool sounding job. <laughs> I want to be an ICE agent. Right? That sounds way cooler <laughs> than it actually is. Yeah. Uh, so the second large scale protest happened in Worcester County. On the Rhode Island border, where mobs seized property con like confiscated by the constable and returned it to its owners. Governor John Hancock ordered the sheriff to suppress these actions. But Governor John Hancock also refused to crack down on tax delinquencies and accepted devalued paper currency for debt. John Hancock was a really bad administrator. <laughs> yeah, but he wrote his name real big. He did. Maybe he had to compensate for the fact that he was incompetent. It's like, uh... So I've got a theory. People sign their name big when they want to sound smart, right? John Correct! Correct! <laughs> like, if John Hancock decides he's not going to crack down on, like, tax evasion and accept the value paper currency, but will also send the police in to suppress people, to suppress mobs, then, you know, John Hancock is not solving the problem. Maybe he's just doing the David strategy, cause as much chaos for everyone else as possible. Yeah, see, but the, see, when David employs the David strategy, David never has to govern an entire state. That's probably Don't you play Civ? Yeah, but by place it very like efficiently. That's yeah, that sounds about right. I I play Civ incredibly efficiently. My, I got my build order down pat. No waste. Nice. Um, so most rural communities decide to use legislative process. You know, the farmers actually tried to use the government. There were petitions and proposals sent to the legislature. To issue paper and currency, they weren't that smart because, you know, issuing more paper currency. Just to devalues the original paper currency that's already there. Yes, exactly. Uh, if you keep printing more, maybe it'll work out. Maybe it'll become look, too big okay. to fail. These are like farmers in, in the 18th century. They didn't exactly have like an education or understanding of economics. Like, True. Fair. They shoot muskets and make things grow out of the ground. In that order? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. they had already done this the Revolutionary War at that point. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, but mer- I'm just picturing them like loading seeds into a muzzle loader, so firing it at the ground. But the merchants, <laughs> uh, like James Bowdoin. Does anybody know of Bowdoin College? I do not. It's a, it's a. I've heard of the Bedouin. Uh, it's a it's a pretty like elite liberal arts school in Maine. It's like a top ten liberal arts school. Oh, it's the third best liberal arts college in the entire country. There you go. There you go. Um. Uh, I I looked at it when I was applying for school and decided it was too white, so I came to the U of R instead. Yeah. Which is also really white. Yeah, but actually it it's one-fifth It's one fifth Asian. Because... Nice. Hella monies. And you were part of that demographic. I, I, I am. Did you see how we lost $500 million off the endowment last year? I did not. Due to poor I investments? I heard something about that. Oh. Um, so, yeah. I... That, that kind of hurts. That's a lot of money. That's more money I'm going to see in my entire life. Not until our uh, podcasts take off and we get that sweet podcast money. <laughs> we're already like two years deep, John. I think we're, I think we're gonna take <laughs> off. So, so it's uh, fine. Don't let don't let the dream die. So the so the the Massachusetts <laughs> merchants were opposed to the idea of printing more money, and because they had all the power, because they had the real money, uh, these proposals were rejected. So the farmers were real angry because they're like, hey, we're, we're using the legislative process to try and come up with a solution for this problem. And you guys keep shutting this down. Uh, although there are no winners because the merchants shut. I suspect that the merchants shut down these uh, petitions, not because they can they have some far seeing like understanding of economics, but they just kind of want to get paid. In real value. Because the merchants are that. the merchants are trading outside of just the individual commonwealths, so exactly. they want money that's worth money. Yes, um, not because so they weren't like rejecting these petitions because they're like hey, this will do bad things for the economy. No, they were doing it because they wanted money. Um, so as a result, you got the merchant class opposing the farmer, the working class, and then the proletariat will rise up and there will be a bloody <laughs> revolution. And then it we sounds have like the, Lenin, uh, Leningrad we, all over again. And then we have the Constitutional Convention. Woo! Constacon. Um, so, John, John Hancock. We're critical of John Hancock, right? So, John Hancock, some say he foresaw this and decided to not take responsibility because he resigned, citing health reasons. Health reasons. No one can see this, but I'm doing the finger quotes. In 1785, he just resigned. Gotcha. Um, and then James Bowdoin, you know the guy we just talked about. He had he made a, the uh, third best college in Maine. Yes, or in the country. That's the third best college in the country. Um, third best college in the country that lo- that is located in Maine. Yes. Uh, he became the governor, and then matters got worse. Um, so he kind of gets a bad <laughs> oh, rap boy. because he John Hancock fucked it all up, and then James Bowdoin had to come in and like clean clean up his mess. Um. But it makes sense, though, because James Bowdoin's a merchant and, like, understands commerce. Whereas John Hancock, like, inherited a business from his uncle and was already wealthy. So it's kind of, it's kind of he was like Donald Trump of his time. He just inherited a large, yeah. a vast sum of money. And then people were yeah, like, he I must think, be good. 
I feel like Donald Trump would have signed his name real big too, but for slightly different reasons. It's because the his hands are so small. That's true. The pen yeah. would have just been really <laughs> difficult, so he'd have just been. It's gonna be a great signature. It's gonna be the biggest signature this country has ever seen. You went like British rock star on that, John. I did. It was a little weird. I can't. <laughs> I'm like the only person who can't make fun of Donald Trump accurately. Uh, like John Hancock was related to the royal governors of Massachusetts before Massachusetts was independent. Like he came from like a very well-to-do family, and like he had slaves. That would just do all his work for him. Which is probably why he fucked up the economy so bad, because he doesn't understand anything. And they don't really teach slaves about that either, so they couldn't handle it either. No. <laughs> Teaches slaves to do the taxes for him. Although although uh, <laughs> although James Bodwin, also also born to a wealthy like merchant family. So not that much better. Um, but he didn't make his own fortune. Like he he got a modest inheritance because he wasn't, you know, the only child, and his family was re- were refugees from Ireland. So they 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 kind of made their money. Whereas John Hancock has been rich for generations, or uh, his family has been rich for generations. Ah. Perhaps a reason why they have different views of the economy and governance. I'm not sure. That could contribute. Uh, James Bowdoin was also good friends with Benjamin Franklin and had a lifelong interest in science. Who's one of the the original, like one of the members of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences? Who's also the you know first library? Who was the first uh, president? Uh, of he was library. the first library. He was the first president um, of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. Like, Benjamin Franklin, the first president of the United States. No, okay. But anyway, I'm just saying, like the the guy who they elected to clean up John Hancock's mess was actually pretty qualified and like made his own fortune, whereas John Hancock mm. never had to really work, and that's why he he just accepts paper money because he doesn't have a real grasp of what money means. Gotcha. Like if you were so when you say he was when you say he was the first library, do you mean he just kind of walked around with a trench coat like, hey he, kid, you, you want to buy some books? He he donated Got his some li- nice deals for you, stranger. He donated his library to the Aca- American Academy of Arts and Sciences. So it became the first library of the academy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So this guy was pretty good. Yeah. But he could not stop the the mobs. Um, the revolution. Yeah, because he stepped up civil actions to collect more taxes. So he sent out more tax collectors. Mm. People don't like taxes. And then the legislature oh. decided to levy an additional property tax to raise funds mm. to pay for Massachusetts foreign debt. That's a lot of taxes. That is That's a lot, a lot of, of debt. Meanwhile, James John Adams was like, mm, this is a bad idea. The people can't pay this. <clears throat> it's not great. That's for sure. Generally, when people can't pay for things, they get desperate. And yeah. when people get desperate, they start revolting. But I, so, what was this rebellion you were talking about, David? But I kind of I want to. I just want to blame John Hancock some more. I don't know. <laughs> is this part of your liberal agenda? This is part. I don't know if it's a liberal <laughs> agenda. If I'm just like this founding father was better than this founding father because this founding father had to take the blame for this founding father's fuck ups. And this week on Founding Fathers Showdown. <laughs> In the red corner, John Hancock. In the blue corner, I forget his name. <laughs> I did too. That's why I refrained. 
Bet uh, I, I wanted to say Bedouin, but I knew that was wrong. James Bodwin? Bodwin. Yeah. So. In August 1786. Shea started a rebellion. After the state legislature adjourned without considering any of the petitions that had been sent to Boston, a group of protesters in Northampton prevented a court from sitting. Maybe they could still stand, like, be inside the court. They just can't sit, so they can't start proceedings. I was going to say, did they take all the chairs? No, they're no doubt to the ground. Have you been inside a courtroom? Those chairs are heavy. Those chairs are real heavy. Yeah, that's true. Well, if you have a large mob, you could probably pick it up. <laughs> that's true. Or maybe they put tacks on all the chairs and like, glued them right on. <laughs> uh, they then, Super glue. <laughs> they then, the leaders of this proclaimed that they were seeking relief from the judicial processes that, that were depriving people of their land and possessions. They called themselves the Regulators. After the Regulator Movement in North Carolina that tried to reform uh, crook practices in the government in 1760. So on September 2nd, Governor Bodwin issued a, a proclamation denouncing mob action, but took no military measures other than telling the militia to respond to future actions. So then on September 5th, three days later... We'll uh, let this one pass, but in the future! <laughs> the, uh, a, a, bunch, a mob shut down another court in Worcester. Uh, and then the militia, composed of men who are sympathetic to the protesters, refused to turn out, much to Bodwin's amazement. He's like, what do you mean you're not going to go arrest them? Go arrest them. So as a result, governors of neighboring states decide to call out their militias to hunt down the ringleaders of the protests. Uh, were they also sympathetic? Uh, hilariously, it, it's, uh, they were. For example, in Rhode Island, uh, the, pro the mob formed their own political party and gained control of the legislature. Nice. <laughs> and then on them. and then what they did was force the merchant elites to trade debt instruments for devalued currency you will take the paper <laughs> <laughs> or else good I on, like it good on you Rhode Island this is why they were like Rome <laughs> you, guys, you guys have heard that story right they're founded on seven hills much like Rome is just like Rome yeah, yeah, yeah. yep so all roads lead to Rhode Island. The impact, of course, also affected Boston merchants uh, because like James Bowdoin himself held on to more than 3000 pounds worth of Massachusetts notes. We should do the history. 3000 pounds of what? We should do the history of the dollar because apparently even after we gained independence, we still refer to like currency as pounds. Hmm. Hmm. Imagine the jokes. It must have been prime back then. <laughs> we can, we we'll, we'll we'll hit that up later. We'll 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 do the the Bofa, the the history of Bofa. Yeah. Yeah. And Constacon. Yeah. Well, well Constacon's coming up. That's true. Constacon will be next episode. This this episode is why did the articles fail? So Oh yeah. So Shay right. Shay seeing this decided that he was not one of the leaders. He just denied it every time. Because the uh, Supreme Court of Massachusetts indicted three or 11 leaders for disorderly and seditious conduct and threw them in jail. So Daniel Shea was like, that ain't me. I'm not a leader. you leader revolution. Wasn't me. <laughs> we, we have it on camera. Wasn't me. <laughs> uh, and then he went over to Hampshire County and tried to shut down the courts. 
Because it wasn't him. But now it could be. It wasn't me. (laughs) It wasn't. It's just now. You got me. I mean, you might as well. You already think I am. This is your guys' fault, really. Meanwhile, in Hamden (laughs) County, the local militia commander began gathering militia uh, the Saturday before the court was going to sit. And they were like, we've heard about this Shay guy. We're going to be ready. And so when the court was ready to open, he and 300 people were protecting the courthouse. But Shay hilariously also recruited around 300 people. So they just stood next, like they just demonstrated and exercised their troops right outside of his lines. Like this is some communistic waving contest. Rather than seeing so this is a Cold War era. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just like imagine 300 like Massachusetts farmers and 300 other Massachusetts farmers staring at each other and on one side just decided to start doing military exercises. And then someone walks up and puts a flower in the rifle. Yeah, like... And then... Uh, the All ju- of them wondering what they're doing. The judges then pers- postponed the hearings and then adjourned on the 28th without hearing any cases. So then Shepard withdrew his forces, which had grown to 800 people. <laughs> To hold on, but the regulators Shay's group grew to a thousand two hundred. Nice. All right. I guess the regulators representing. So I guess the courts yeah. were like, if we rule in any of these cases, there there might be a conflict. So we're gonna adjourn quietly. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in Con- in Concord, Barrington, and Taunton, I don't know where Taunton is. I know where the other two are though. Uh, community isn't Taunton in Connecticut? I think Taunton's on Hoth somewhere. Taunton, wow, John. No, it's in um. These are all Massachusetts. <laughs> Taunton is next is in Bristol County, founded by members of Plymouth Colony in 1637. That's not helpful. Oh, it's in um. It's like the county adjacent to Boston. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so they successfully closed down all their courts and then, uh, people were starting to write to John Adams that were like, Hey, we're in a state of anarchy. We're going to, going to devolve into civil war. Please come help. Please to help. And, uh, Oh, what was the really cool name for the president and under the articles of confederation? Oh, um, uh, shoot. It was like grand, grand supreme leader or some, no, hand. It was something cool. It was something cool. Uh, John, you're the one that usually learns from these podcasts. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. All I can remember is Lord High Lord of the Fairies from Nino Kuni 1. So that's probably not it. Oh, it's, it's, it's President President of the United States and Congress Assembled. No, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Oh. Uh, it was something really cool. It was. I guess I guess it is president of the United States and Congress assembled. Yes, yeah. it that's what it is. That's where I'm seeing it everywhere. But it sounded so much cooler whenever it did. Yeah. Uh the Boston elites were angry, like mortified and scared of the resistance because they're coming for for them. The mob is coming for them. Sam Adams. Understandable. Sam Adams. This is why I thought Sam Adams wasn't a great founding father. He's just kind of like. A crazy person. Sam made good beer. Sam Adams claimed that uh, British emissaries were instigating treason amongst the commoner, commoners. 
It wasn't actually. This is all fabricated. It's all. It's all a con- like a British British conspiracy. So, like it just makes me think Sam Adams wasn't wasn't a bright guy. He wasn't in touch with the people, with the young folk, and their nah, skateboards just, and their hip hop music. He, the first conspiracy theorist of America. He just wasn't that. It just he just doesn't seem like he was that intelligent. I don't know, man. And he helped draw up the riot act. Do you guys want to know what the riot act is? Sure. Sure. The riot act was the right to suspend habeas corpus fair trial in order to permit authorities to keep people in jail without trial if they're rioting. Okay, that's stupid. And then he proposed a new legal distinction that rebellion in a republic should be punishable by execution, unlike jailing in a monarchy. So, like a dictatorship. I'm Sam Adams just wasn't that smart. Like all I've learned, <laughs> all I've learned from from today's episode is that John Hancock incompetent, Sam Adams not very smart. <laughs> they should they should teach this in schools. I mean, it may inform some of the uh, the heroes of the uh, conservative side of things. Yeah. Maybe they'll pick better ones. I better founding fathers. Yeah. yeah. I, I, which ones? I, I guess Washington's I pretty good. I'm sure we'll find one. Franklin's pretty good. Jefferson's Benjamin pretty good. Benjamin Franklin, the first president of the United States. Hamilton is pretty yeah. good. I don't know where you guys got this meme from. Did someone say that? <laughs> That's why he's on the hundred because he's keeping it a hunna. <laughs> hey man, seven p, seven p Chase is on the ten thousand dollar bill. It doesn't mean shit. <laughs> That's not in circulation anymore. Yeah. And you don't keep at 10,000. You keep at 100. <laughs> exactly. Now that's how that's how real I am. Do I keep at 10,000? Damn. <laughs> that's a hunt of square. But uh first governor of the Northwest Territories. Also known as the Samuel Oregon P. Chase. Seven P. Chase. Fun fun fact. Off the top of isn't the he, Isn't he uh, who Chase Bank is about? No, Chase. Bank is a uh, is a uh, 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 shit. Chase Bank is Hamilton's bank, and the other one is a uh, hand. Is a uh, why can't I not remember his name? I give up. This is too hard. Damn, we've stumped David a lot this episode. You're getting you're really getting your money's worth on this one. Oh, but anyway. 7P Chase, you're right, is actually named, Chase Bank is named after him. You're, you're very correct. Woo! One point for Travis! Yeah! Wait, where are you? Your background is different. What happened to all your paintings and shit? <laughs> Dude, that's why we couldn't record <laughs> yesterday, because I was moving. Oh, where are you at now? Uh, I'm living with Colton. Oh, On nice. the south side of Pittsburgh. Oh, nice. How are the drugs? Uh, I haven't done any yet. Oh. Uh, what is in the center of your room? Did you just have a crib? A staircase. Oh. <laughs> it's actually just a chicken coop. Oh. So your room is divided in half. Yes. That's actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a slanty roof. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I, I have a slanty roof, too, but it's much higher than yours. I'd, I I'd show you, but roof. only only my, only my uh, living room has slanty roof, so I have to walk out of my room, which won't happen. Uh... Cause it's my the camera is tied to my computer. 
Fair. So the legislature moved to make some concessions to the upset farmers because they're like, civil war is bad. They're like, hey, old taxes can be paid in goods instead of hard currency. So instead of paying us in like coinage, you can pay us in milk. All right. Only milk though? Mm, another produce. What kind okay. of milk? Like, are 2%. we talking whole milk? Whole milk. 2%. Oh, 2%. 2%? Yeah. That's the best do milk. They, do they get half credit for 1%? Possibly. And then they decided that they were going to offer pardons to protesters who decide to take an oath of allegiance. So if you just, like, say, hey, I like you guys now, you're pardoned? Yeah, you won't, you won't get thrown in jail for being a rioter. Cool. Um, but, you know, people, the suspension of habeas corpus made people real, real angry. So it didn't deter most protesters. <laughs> so one month Fair. later in November, it, warrants were issued to arrest several of the possible ringleaders. 300 people went to go arrest Job Shuttick, if you recall, the guy who, the first guy to shut the down first, the first, The first, the uh... first, yes. Rider. Yes. And four years before 86, so 82. Yes. Wow, there's learning going on. Yeah, Travis is on a roll. So hearing about this, he went on the run, but was chased down and arrested uh, on the 30th. So he, he was on the run for two days uh, and was wounded by a sword slash in the process. Mm. Uh, when people heard about this, it just made the rioters in Western Massachusetts more angry. And then they started to organize the overthrow of the government. Nice. All right. Wait, so after Shay's Rebellion is when... The Constitution. Uh, no, no, no. What was After Shay's Rebellion was the first The first guy was finally chased down? Oh, this, Shay's Rebellion still hasn't happened yet. This oh, is like, Shay's Rebellion still hasn't happened yeah, yet? Yeah, this is still leading oh, up man. to Shay's Rebellion. Oh, this is still Shuddock's Rebellion? Yes. Ish. Well, everyone's having their individual rebellions across the state of Massachusetts. Gotcha. Okay. Because of the economics, right? Um... Now the rebellion, on January 1787, General Bowdoin decided he was going to make his own private army. His own private Isn't militia. Isn't that illegal under the Articles of Confederation? No, 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 he's a, pers he's, a, he's a private citizen. He's allowed to just pay people to carry grand guns. Oh, okay. So he just formed a mercenary group. <laughs> <laughs> but is it a mercenary group but the only mercenary for him? Yes, because they're paid, they're, they're sellswords. Yes, mm -hmm. but they instead of swords, they have muskets. But anyway, uh, he recruited, he uh, raised 6,000 pounds from more than 125 merchants and recruited 3,000 people. That is an incredible lift. Did he deadlift that? Yeah, yeah how he, did he raise it? He wore a belt. It made oh, okay. it easier. That, that's a good idea, just to, just to keep the back from yeah. getting injured. With the, it, meanwhile, Shea organized his forces in the West that were run democratically through the through the local communities. Hmm. So uh, they were your mom and pa. They were your mom and pa mercenary group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and their first target was the Federal Armory in Springfield, Massachusetts. I, I don't. I guess I don't need to add Massachusetts to everything because this entire thing happens in Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> Setting Massachusetts. Um. What's weird is that General Shepard, who was the guy they uh, decided to lead the 3,000-man like, 3, militia, already took possession of the armory and used its arsenals to arm more than 12,000 militiamen. Uh, he had done this despite the fact that the armory was a federal 
state-sanctioned property and not a state-sanctioned property, and he did not have the permission of our Secretary of War, Henry Knox, to do so. So every, all sorts of laws are being broken right now. The Shays Rebellion organized into three groups. Shay led one group in Springfield. Luke Day, some dude, led the second force in <laughs> Connecticut River in West Springfield. And Eli Persons, to the north, led the third guy near Chicopee. I don't know where any of these places are except for, like, Springfield. <laughs> does, does Eli Persons know uh, Hugh Mann? Eli Parsons? <laughs> Eli Parsons. Uh, some dude. I thought you said Persons. No, Eli Parsons. Oh, uh, okay. But I'm sure that he, he, he knew a Hugh man at some time in his life. They were going to do enough. a tri three prong assault on January 25th, but then Luke Day changed his mind last minute, sent a message to Shea indicating he was not going to be ready to attack until the 26th. Uh, however, his message was intercepted. So. Uh, there was more like a two-pronged assault, thinking they had a three-pronged assault approaching the armory, realizing they were not going to get any support from the West. Whoops. When Shay approached the armory, uh, Shepard had 3,000 people waiting for them, and he first ordered some firing shots to shoot over uh, Shay's army's heads, and then ordered two cannons of grape shot to fire directly at Shay's men. <laughs> But luckily, only four people died and twenty people wounded out of like a couple of thousand people. That's not too bad. Did did they did yeah. they stop like after they got grape shotted? Yes, the rebel forces fled to the north after they got grape shotted and regrouped in Amherst. That was a good idea. Uh, and then on the second day, Day's forces—you know the guys who came late—showed yeah. up, mm. saw that there was no one there, <laughs> and then went off to Amherst too. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture this happening like they go to fight they fire the grape shot the two leave the day later they come and they're just like yeah they they, they left got, where got is them. everybody right, bye bye guys uh, General Lincoln former Continental Army the guy who, who was like also hired by the and the guy also hired by the merchants hearing of the incident began marching to Worcester uh, and, and rebels hearing this continue to move north and east to avoid him. It's establishing a camp in Petersham. Petersham? I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know that one. I don't know I, I've never heard of that Have one. you actually heard of all the other towns that's, that's been mentioned so far? Other than Springfield, yeah. which is like a major city. Really? Yeah, Springfield, Worcester, Amherst. I know where all those are. Yeah, but Chicopee? Yeah. You know where Chicopee is? Yeah, it's right by Springfield. Oh, you're right. How do you know that? I lived in Boston for yeah, but like I'd assume that these were like not of importance to you. I drove through them on the way from Rochester to Boston when I was dating uh, Cassie. Nice. Uh, Petersham is in Worcester County. Oh, so it's right by Worcester. Yeah, it's right by Worcester because that state's so small. So small, the county might as well be the city. Yeah. (laughs) So on February third. My birthday. Uh, Shay led hey. his militia to march to Petersham, 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 through a bitter snowstorm. And then, uh, oh, sorry, this isn't Shay. Uh, Lincoln did it. And he attacked the rebel camp in Petersham that they, uh, they scattered. Although he was able to capture 150 men, then some officers. 
uh, the leadership of Shay's Rebellion fled to New Hampshire and Vermont. We've left Massachusetts, boys. All right. We did it. We're big time. Yeah. <laughs> um, the ringleaders looted capture. Some rebel leaders, here's the funny part, approached Lord Dorchester, the British governor of Quebec, for assistance, and pro who promised the, the assistance of the Mohawk warriors. So, you know how Sam So, the American rebels approached the British, to who were then promised soldiers from Native Americans. Yes. Okay. Just making sure I got my facts right. Um, All right. I want to. I want to throw a callback. Remember how Samuel Adams said these rebellions were a British conspiracy to spread dissent amongst the newly created government. Yeah. I feel like that's a self fulfilling prophecy at that point. It's happened. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone to the British governor for assistance. He was right all along. On the same day. Uh, that this happened, the uh, Massachusetts state legislature authorized martial law, giving the governor unlimited power to uh, to deal with the rebels. But he wasn't quite declared infallible yet. <laughs> what episode did we do that infallible thing on? That's a throwback. I think that was the Borgia Papacy one, right? Oh yeah, I think oh so. yeah, because because uh, because he declared because he's the Pope, he declared himself infallible because God told him that he can, or because yes. he's the Pope, he has the God, whatever he says is God's word, and he's infallible because God's infallible. Yes, yeah. that's such a great superpower. I want that. being infallible. Yeah, like you want to go watch a movie with your friends, and they're like, "Hey, man, I want to watch The Shape of Water," and you're like, "Nah, man." I want to watch the Garfield movie. And they're like, no, but that movie is trash. And you're like, oh, you hear that? That's God telling me I'm infallible. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching the Garfield movie. <laughs> I have a cup right. here, so the shape of water is cylindrical. Mm. I have mm. a mug here, but it would also make it cylindrical, although I guess my the radius of my circle is larger. Possibly. I have a water bottle, so... So you have the smallest like, cylinder. It's, like, ridged, so it's, like, a ridged cylinder. For your it's still pleasure. a cylinder. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's some pretty good water, too, so, I mean, you're not wrong. That was a good one, David. That was, that was. a good one. <laughs> you, z you zinged me. Um, we're talking unlimited power, unlimited power. All right. So he, uh, the bill authorized the state to pay, to reimburse Lincoln and all the merchants who funded the army and authorized the recruitment of additional militia. How are they refunding them if they're all out of money? For the people at home, David just shrugged. Also, I want, I want to, I want to just mention, you know, who, who hired, started the army, the governor. So the legislature is full of wealthy merchants. The governor is a wealthy merchant. They just passed the bill to reimburse wealthy merchants. They might, may or may not be the same wealthy merchants that they just passed the bill to reimburse themselves with. I'm not saying like... This, I'm not saying, didn't this like just happen a few years ago? I'm not saying like history has a thing of repeating itself, especially in this country where the wealthy <laughs> land themselves in government and then pass bills to give the wealthy more money. That also happened to be the people they're talking about. 
So when does Occupy Massachusetts happen? And like, this has happened before the government, like before we even had the Constitution. People already started doing this. <laughs> hmm. Thinking. Hmm. Right. Too hard. And then they passed the Disqualification Act, which prevents legislative response to rebel sympathizers. Which forbade acknowledged rebels to hold any elected position. So they're like, we're the only ones that could be in Congress. We're going to pay ourselves and you can't be in Congress anymore. Which I guess, you know, not a bad suspension of rights considering they already suspended habeas corpus. Yeah. Uh, in late February, the, the, uh, the merchant militia melted away because the enlistments inspired. And by the end of the month, he commanded only 30 people out of Pittsfield. Pittsfield? Pittsfield. Pittsfield. Yeah. In the meantime, 120 rebels regrouped in New Lebanon, New York, where they, on the February 27th, crossed the border and started raiding the shops of merchants and the homes of merchants and local professionals. Nice. Looting. Right. Yeah. I've always wanted to loot something. In response, right? another militia was formed near Sheffield. And uh, they came down hard on against the rebels, where 30 rebels were wounded and one killed. And then he captured 150 prisoners. So, almost all the, all the rebels. Yeah, that's, that's almost all of them. As, so it's not going so great, huh? No. And as a result, 4,000, like they just gave up 4,000 people signed confessions in exchange for amnesty. And several hundred people were indicted of uh, charges for rebellion. Most of them were pardoned because, you know. You know, execution is the punishment now. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Well, actually, they didn't. I don't know if they passed that. I don't know if Sam Adams got that pushed through. Um, But some uh, 18 people who are the ringleaders were convicted and sentenced to death. So I guess. eh, Although most of these are overturned, appealed or pardoned. Uh, two of the condemned men were actually killed. John Bly and Charles Rose. Notice how Shay, not, not in here. That's true. It's his rebellion and he's not present. No, two guys died. Two, two nameless guys died. Well, they're not nameless per se, because their names are here in the history books. But... Uh, they're nameless to David because he just doesn't care. Yes. Also notice how the Mohawk warriors that were promised never came. What a surprise. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean, John? I mean, this is like 18th century. I'm pretty sure we haven't made reparations just yet with them. I mean, uh, those Mohawks always late for everything. <laughs> 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 Uh, Shay, Shay was pardoned in 1788, where he then returned to Massachusetts because he was hiding in, in like, the forests of Vermont for a while. Um, the press then vilified him by saying he was an anarchist, trying to oppose the government. Which, he was. He was! Yeah. yeah no. But it wasn't- They didn't really- lie. They didn't but, really lie. There wasn't any libel but, there. But to be fair, like, the government kind of did screw him a lot. Yeah. Um... And, and they, he was later granted a pension by the federal government for his you know, service to the Continental Army. And uh, he became an alcoholic and died in upstate New York. Wow, actually really close to us. Sparta, New York. Wow. Only like a yeah. county over. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
And then because of all this, America decided it was time for a more powerful centralized government. Yes. Because literally like people were just buying armies to fight each other. Can't have that. Tune in next week to hear what America did to respond to these rebel scum. I don't know. Make it stuff up. No, um, I'm, yeah, yeah they, uh, they made the taxes more better. Tariffs. Like, they actually just decided to, you know, temper the, the ta- taxes, print more money. Don't give away all our secrets. Yeah, geez. You know what? They're going to have to tune in next week for that. Uh, oh, okay, okay, fine. Let me, let me just end this with, uh, because of how Bowdoin poorly handled this, he did not get any votes from the rural parts of the state. And you know who got elected again? John Hancock. John Hancock. They re-elected John Hancock <laughs> after John Hancock left the mess for James <laughs> Bowdoin to deal with. After he dealt with it, John Hancock, surprisingly healthy again, ran for governor. Again. And won. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to our prelude to 1787. Fuck you, John Hancock. Fuck you, John Hancock. Um, I hope you enjoyed. If you want to listen to more of our stuff, you can find us at firesidecast.com. That'll take you to a Tumblr where we have a link to all of our episodes up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, we'll be doing uh, Fireside Path. So if you want to listen to that, if you enjoy that, you can listen to that. Well, we're going to keep alternating between them every other week or hopefully do that if we run into problems where someone can't record. We'll probably go back to back cast weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, about right. John has been a great GM for us thus far. It's been a ton of fun doing that. So I hope yeah. you're enjoying it. I am. I'm having a great time. And I hope our listeners are too. And I hope they tell all of their friends, especially the ones that don't want to listen. Yeah, tell, or tell the ones that do want to listen. That way we'll get listeners. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> or if you're John Hancock, we don't want you. Don't listen to us. If your name is yeah, John Hancock, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you really enjoy our show, I mean, you can keep listening. Just don't tell us. Mm. Yeah. Just just be a secret. Fan. Or write to us a very angry letter and I'll make David read it. And sign your name real big. Well, thanks for listening. I've been Travis. I've been John. I'm still David. Bow, 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 bow. Where we do.